Welcome to another episode of Everyday Lessons Now. My name is Dr. Marla Lunchen, and I will be joined, or I am joined, by my co-host, Taryn Jagger-Calendar. And we're back after we were away for a week. Um, I think Taryn was out for two weeks, but we're, we're back now um, with some stories to tell, some stories to tell. Uh, so we're, we're happy to be here. How are you doing, Taryn? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, welcome everyone. Uh, I've been off for a little bit, but yes. it's good to be back. So, want to say welcome to everyone. I hope um you all had a good time. We ah, had some adventures. That's all I say for now. <laughs> we had some adventures. It was good, mm-hmm. and now we're back and back to it. And I have a I have some more adventures to go on. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I have a little more adventures to go on. Yeah, so I kind of just wanted us to talk a little bit about um, the the adventure that we just took, and um, you know, kind of wrap it into um, some some things that people can learn from. So I wanted to talk about staying on track and staying on track as relates to whether you set goals or whether people had done um, New Year's resolutions or whatever. Because at this point. Because we are smack in the middle of July, if people had resolutions and they didn't get to them by, let's say, February, they're not doing them right now. We know that for sure. So, you know, as as I was preparing for today and, and having gone through um, the last couple of days and a week and a half or so, you know, it made me reevaluate this massive 300 list that I had started the, the year with because I know... Um, people thought it was ambitious and so on. And there were some things that I knew from the very beginning um, that I wouldn't get to until I got to them. So one of them was really to work in a space with people who were like-minded. And I say work meaning formal work, because I think that in this space on, on Intentional Talk Radio, I think with the work that you and I are doing and so on, it's all like-minded. But I meant when I wrote that one, I was thinking being in a day-to-day job, you know, with with people who are like-minded. So now that's one of the things that I'm actually going to be able to fulfill because now my full-time job is going to be where everyone else is working towards the same common goal as I am. So I'm really happy about that. So as I was going through the list, you know, I, I began thinking, I wonder if people are actually keeping up with their list. And then if they're not, how can they get back on track? Um, so I started, you know, thinking about that. But I wanted to start really from the very beginning. So we could perhaps start with July 4th. Uh, actually, let's go back to March. So in March, I actually knew that I was going to get a job in New Mexico. And then I kind of put the wheels in motion, um, figuring out I had to leave New Jersey and I had to get to New Mexico. Um, not just pick up myself and fly to New Mexico, but I had things that I wanted to move. And, you know, I figured I wanted to move with those things. So I, from the very beginning, I thought I would drive. And so Taryn thought that he would make the journey with me because he thought that this would be a fun thing to do. And and so it was. And so it was. It was a fun thing. But um, along the way, I think we learned 
a couple of things about ourselves in terms of resilience, in terms of um, understanding. One major thing was the price of gas, because that, that for sure was something that at every stop we're like, wow, but we just fasted for this much, you know, a couple of miles ago. You know, so I think it was interesting over that 4th of July weekend and, and having learned that 42 million people were traveling via road on that weekend, you know, I think it made it even more interesting. So we made the journey and then um when we got to, actually, no, let me not say when we got to, while we were mapping out the way to go, there were places that we wanted to avoid just because historically, those places had not been kind to people that look like us. And so we wanted to get through those places quickly or make sure from the very beginning, even when I thought I was going to do the drive alone, I had said to myself, I'm only going to drive in daylight, you know, sort of having that cover of, of sun, sunshine and sunlight to know that, you know, I, I figure not that bad things don't happen in the day, but you know, you're safer if there's sunlight. And, um, good for us and and i guess by the grace of god and the prayers that covered us nothing happened we didn't even encounter a single police officer for the entire in, in that in that entire seven, seven hours yeah not a single we weren't stopped by anyone so it's really interesting because now it makes me wonder um you know if if people get stopped by happenstance or if it is that sometimes there is something outstanding and the police genuinely run the plates first and then they stop people, you know. But for me to go that entire route across the country, across several states and not be stopped, I thought that was interesting. Not only were we not stopped, but we never encountered, um, you know, anything except, except the one guy at the gas station who just parked at the pump. And then he walked out and went inside. You know, other than that, I think everything else went went smoothly. Everything has run but, smooth. Um, but before we do all of that, I wanted it. I thought you would have gone back to kind of addressing when you said some people right now, smack middle of the year, would be mm-hmm. contemplating or looking at their beginning of the year list, right? right. And in your uh-huh. in your case, it was the three hundred list, and uh-huh. to kind of encourage people. Yes, we will, we will continue talking about this story, but I just want to stop for a second to encourage sure, people sure. to let them know that at the beginning of the year, and I'm talking at January 1, mm-hmm. we would have been here in this space talking about a list. And I can tell you for certain, and it's a fact that March was not part of that list yet. It was not. It was not. No. Right? And I'm only saying that to let you all know that there might have been something that popped up in the first half of your year that wasn't on your list. And you also should allow yourself to visit things that pop up. Why I'm saying that is because you could have chose to ignore what happened in March and you could have been in the same, in running down the list. If you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In, trying, yes, absolutely. in trying to fulfill the list, you might have tell mm-hmm. yourself, hey, this wasn't part of my list. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to, you understand? It's like, mm-hmm. yes, you were offered an opportunity, but it might not necessarily have been where you wanted to go. Because right. as we spoke about, nobody knew on the 5th of February that mm-hmm. on the 5th of July, 
Mm-hmm. We would have been smack driving through Missouri. The Joplin, Missouri. Joplin, yeah, the center of America, the heart of right. everything, you understand? Where we looking like we're working with a trucking company because everybody we talk to works for a trucking company. Absolutely. So little, little things like that you have to sometimes share with people to let them understand that it's okay to have a shift. But mm-hmm. in that shift, kind of you try, kind of pivot in a way to bring you back into alignment. Right. You understand? Right. Because you have to figure out, okay, this might not have been on the list, but how about I put this here and replace it with something else? Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or, or like in my case, it was a way for me to get to work with people who were like-minded, you know, and that was something I had. So when it, so if I put it out into the universe, right? And I'm trying to find it here. Da, 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 da. Let me see if I could read specifically what it was. Because, um, uh, you know, because, okay, number 18 on this list was work with a team of like-minded individuals in a full-time professional setting. Right. Right? So, it, and, and I really didn't, all I said was full-time professional. I didn't say in a school in, in an office, in, you know, I, I didn't have any of those parameters around it. Just full time was, was wide enough. And so the universe in its great splendor said, okay, well, if that's what you want, here, how about this? You know, and I accepted it. Um, and then when I look back at my list now, I realized, okay, well, this fit, you know, so it's one of the things that, yes, you can, you can look back at it and, and figure, Okay, yes, this fit, or I didn't have this at all. Maybe I should incorporate it. So f- for certain, moving halfway across the country was not on the list, yeah. you know, but, um, and, and I really didn't have anything about moving at all. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I think actually worked. And then now that I'm looking at, um, like number 55, donate quotes to a quote drive. And, and when I was leaving, just because I, I knew that I wouldn't be as cold where I am, I donated a number of my, my coats, you know. So inadvertently, that also happened. Right. You know, it wasn't like I set out to, well, I did set out to do it, but not with this move in mind. But the right. two things kind of worked together, you know. So that, I think, actually worked well. Um, and so I have a list of things that I wanted to encourage people to do. And we'll talk about the story in between, um, you know, so, so that they can stay on track. And one of the first things, so only five things on this list. So one of the first things is about creating habits. So, and, and I say stack your habits, meaning start with one habit that could be a building block. So if you figure Okay, I'm an early riser. Let me continue to be an early riser. But when I get up early, what do I do? You know, and you start to find things that actually fit with getting up early. And whatever those things are, whatever they look like, whether you start exercising as soon as you get up, whether you um, meditate for an hour, whether you, you know, what, what, whatever it is you do, but you create one habit and then you layer onto those habits. And so when you go back to your list, you should be able to see some place that one of the new things that you wanted to do actually fits in. So now that I am in New Mexico, um, I knew for sure that the town that I would live in 
is not at all like New Jersey, not like the East Coast at all. So there would be some changes that I would have to make because I wouldn't necessarily have the ability or secondly, the willingness to be outside as often as I could have been had I lived in New Jersey, just because it's going to be past 100 degrees very often. Like during this week, two days is going to be 107. I'm like, wow, okay, we're getting to radio stations around here now. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, am, I am not in the 107 kind of um, category, but, you know, here it is. And I, I refuse to lament on it because I wanted to move away from having 18 inches of snow at Christmas time. So, you know, I didn't expect to come this far south. Um, or, or Southwest, but it, it already has been decided. So I'm here and I'm learning to deal with that. So that being said, I wouldn't be outside as often. So I need to figure out, you know, it's not always like as soon as you figure out, oh, I don't have X, Y, or Z thing. You just run down the road to the supermarket. Now you need to be a little bit more careful because it's hot outside. So you're not just running outside every two seconds. As soon as you step out, you're not even outside, outside. As soon as you're in the garage, you're like, whoa, okay, well, do I really need to, ah, maybe I'll put it on the list for tomorrow. And that's how, you know, you, you have start, you have to start making some changes. So I was always a list person. And so I have a list on the kitchen counter of things that I need. So tomorrow morning when I go out for whatever I'm going out for, I'm just going to do all the things that I thought of between Friday evening and tomorrow morning. Because now what I need to do is minimize the time that I get outside in the summer just because. So that's one change of habits that I'm creating, not just going outside willy-nilly because I can the second thing that I have here is stay true, meaning remember your true self. So before any bad habits that might have developed or before depression or anything like that, who were you at your core that you want to get back to, that you would like to revisit with the list of things that you had on that um, list of New Year's resolutions? What are some of the things that you wanted to do? So some people may have had weight loss plans. Some people may have had um, the intention of getting back to their um, 25 year old weight, um, to their pre-baby physique, you know, whatever it is. So keep that image center of, 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 you know, whatever you're doing, keep it top of mind so that it drives you. It can serve as a motivating factor. And sometimes it may be who you're doing it for that may also be important so if you're doing it so that you can um live to see your grandchildren or if you can you know whatever your motivation is just remember why you wrote whatever it is you have on that list that you have now fallen off of so that it can keep you motivated so when we got here we're back to the story now when we got here um I had rented a place in advance and um, somehow what I saw online and then what we saw in person when we arrived didn't you matter. Should, what you should say is... <laughs> you go ahead. She employed what we call the new age way. We use every aspect of technology. Well, she used every aspect of technology to make Correct. the move as easy as possible. So what... Um, 
new age people will do is that you will call up a realtor you might contact them via phone via email whatsapp whatever the case may be and they will forward photographs like everything else now mm-hmm. in this no time when you're buying stuff you buy it online now you can you can try sneakers mm-hmm. on at home. yes you can try glasses right. on virtually the things you can do virtually so why not rent a place is the same concept mm-hmm. applies you get photographs you like what you see you do a virtual walkthrough and you send you forward your deposits or whatever and all of these things but in this particular instant um instance sorry the photographs were like 25 years <laughs> about yes. about 25 years they're, about. they're mm-hmm. about so you could have felt it from the time you turned onto the street from the time we turned onto the street we knew something was off Right. And First of all, we couldn't find the place. Yeah, well, that's we yeah, kept circling yeah. and circling. We, like, well, where is this place? Like, place? Why is no. it not on GPS? Yeah, realize that. Well, the, the GPS was kind of like trying to help us, but we didn't know. <laughs> exactly. We help, the GPS was trying to say, "I don't think you all even want." Guys, you all don't want to go there. You yeah, do but not we ignored the GPS. We finally found it, only to realize it definitely was not up to standard. Right. But luckily, as the universe will have it, that was all part of the journey. It's something that mm-hmm. had to happen in mm-hmm. order to force us to learn a little bit about the culture of that little mm-hmm. town in, in New Mexico. Because mm-hmm. had not been for that instance, we would not walk into different situations and meet right. different people and ask the questions we ask. Exactly. If it had worked out where you're just moving, you would have still been at least, you'd have been behind with information. And right, exactly. Information. Yes, yes. For yes, living yes, there. Yes. And because of sure. that, it's like something I've, I've learned just over the past couple of years when people say, is a little clip I saw where they say everything that happens to you happens for a good. For you. And it happens for you. For you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when after that particular drive and then hearing that quote, and I heard it before, you know, but you know you hear things before and you can't ignore it. It, but yeah, it, it doesn't it, register until it, registered it needs to. No, yes, right. No, because it happened in order to give the knowledge that you will need to make mm-hmm. living there comfortable. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. have to. So that bit of disappointment because we were thought it was like our Caribbean. Saying, Everything was going well, right? It's a West Indian saying. We say the last child kills the mother. Mm-hmm. For those of you don't understand the term, it means. Everything goes good up until the last point, mm-hmm. and it's exactly what happened. And then the all, yeah, you everything that could go wrong. As, as Amala said earlier on, we kind of were a little anxious with parts of the drive, thinking that from stuff we read, things you saw in the press, just a whole mm-hmm. aura of okay, these are the places to stay away from, and none mm-hmm. of those things happen. We had right. a, a beautiful journey. There was absolutely zero hiccups. I'm talking right. about thank God and thank the universe for the fact. I'm talking not even a a a, a bump on the road. Exactly. Uh, absolutely nothing. 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 For that length of drive to to go down there, seamless was amazing. Not a bump. Mm-hmm. We, we we saw people at the side of the road. It pulled had, over. Exactly. Pulled over. Yep. It had accidents. It had people yep. with their with their hoods up. Mm-hmm. All, all sorts of different things happen. We saw nothing happen up until we got to this, and everything it's was like welcome. <laughs> yeah, everything was wrong about the place, but it was actually good. The yes. wrong it, it, it turned out. It turned out to be good. Yes, yes. So after that first night, or or that first night, 
Um, you know, when we got to the place, Taryn was like, no, 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 you definitely can't stay here. So I was, first of all, dumbfounded because I had seen the pictures. I had done everything that I should have done, as Taryn said. There's no stone that I left on Taryn, save for flying down to New Mexico to see the place and come back, which I didn't think was necessary because I'd seen photos online. I'd been talking to someone. I'd had a phone call, several phone calls, you know, and so on. So I thought I had done everything I was supposed to do. So I was a bit shell-shocked when I got there. And, um, you know, Taryn actually said, no, you can't stay here. Let's call them back and see what they can figure out by tomorrow. So I actually called and the office was closed, but someone answered. And luckily I got her on FaceTime and I showed her, you know, I walked around uh, using the same technology we talked about. I said, this is not at all what I saw in the photos look at this, look at this, look at this. And I pointed out at least five or seven things that, you know, I, I really didn't like and was certainly below the standard that I wanted. And I said to her, um, you know, I just sold a house and I'm not going to come to live in a house that looks like this. We have to do better. And she said, okay, well, we open at nine tomorrow. So, you know, we can do that. And And in hindsight, I felt like perhaps... I should have pressured her to say, well, who's going to pay for the hotel? You know, if I'd come with my East Coast mentality, that's what would have happened. But I thought, all right, let me just, I need to live in this town. Let me go about it, you know, the nice way. So I said, okay, fine. I called someone at the school and I said, you know, this is the situation. I can't live at this place. I need to find some place. Where do you suggest I stay for the night? Because at this point, I'm thinking it would only take a night. And they told us where to stay. We found a hotel. And then Taryn suggested um, let's drive around the town to see if we find any signs with realtors and so on, just in case tomorrow when we go to them, we don't hear something favorable. We would have already started the process of finding something. So we drove around and I drove to a place that I had seen online and I said, listen, this is the house I want to buy. And, and I just left it at that. We drove around the neighborhood and, and, you know, you said, well, yes, this is a good neighborhood. Looks much better than where we had just come from. And then cut to the next morning, we get there and they're asking us, well, what is wrong with the place? So we both go, well, did you see it? And of course, they I, I don't that know. They have never seen it. That they, they didn't see it. Um, not in a long time anyway. And, um, you know, they'd sent someone over there to repair the floors and, you know, uh, certainly wasn't where, where we needed to be. So we drove around. Um, I had already found two other places that might have been of interest. Um, the first one, we didn't like that neighborhood. Then we drove 20 miles away to find the other one, but they didn't have availability at, at the moment. There was no room in the inn, so to speak. So we started contemplating, you know, finding an Airbnb and so on. So we went back, we went to the university, went to the dean's office, and we sat there talking with him and his uh, senior administrative assistant. And while we were in there, and this is probably like four hours now, and we were waiting for a phone call that should have come an hour after we had gone to the real estate office. But we we had said to them, hey, they're supposed to call us back in an hour. They're like, oh, no, 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 that doesn't mean an hour. And so with our temperament and, and with our East Coast, everything happens when it should happen mentality. We're like, but what do you mean? She said an hour. They're like, no, no, no. It could be three Manian. or four. And, and that was our first introduction, yeah, to like Maniana culture. culture. Their culture is so, Maniana. sure enough, 
Yeah. Sure enough, we are waiting now. Um, but at this point, we had got a list of three other places that I possibly could stay from this realtor through the university. So we were about to go to pick up the keys that would have addresses on them to go check out these places because this realtor didn't want to put her name on something that I would not necessarily like. And she had been written the riot act because this thing had happened with these other people already. So we're driving over to go pick up the keys and the first set of people call us back and they say, hey, do you want to see the house on the street you said you want to live on? So we said, absolutely. I'm going to be there in less than a minute. I'm on campus. So we drove over there and I said to Taryn, let me drive into the driveway like I live here. So I drove face forward into the garage and parked there facing, facing the garage. And then Larissa came. She opened up. Taryn walked in before me and he said, yes, we'll take it. So I hadn't seen it yet. And I walked in, I said, this is the standard that I'm looking for. So I asked her what the deal was and she told me and I said, yes, we'll take it. Um, so the guy was actually doing some repairs because he was putting the house on the market for sale. Actually, the house was on the market for sale. So it but just needed to be It was literally on the market for sale to five days prior. Yeah, exactly. So some cleanup still had to be done. It had to be swept and so on, but nothing major. And um, so I said to the girl, yes, I'll take it. And I'm ready to, to move in. She said, okay, well, I'll get this um, the cleaning crew to come over and so on and so on. Bear in mind... All my stuff is still in a U-Haul truck and I'm driving around this U-Haul truck. So the people where I should have dropped it off, they called and they said, hey, what time are you dropping by the truck? We need to rent it tomorrow. So Terrence says, listen, call her, let her know if she's sending a cleaning crew over, we can go over and help because we need to get the stuff out of the truck so we can return the truck. So we went over, we helped. And um and it wasn't a lot of help required because it wasn't the place wasn't dirty, it just it was, wasn't was major spotless. Exactly. Yeah, the place was just newly dusty. Fixed. Yeah. So it was dusty and had like minor material like from the workmen, like little right. things that they left like uh, like little paint. Tile and, and, tile and tile paint like, and so on. Very, very yeah. basic. So we actually came over and we started helping them and then Terrence says, Listen, we you can always do that cleaning once you move in. Just let's start getting the stuff out of the truck, put it in the rooms that it should go in, and then we can return the truck. We'll come back tomorrow. And so we did that. And sometimes it's always wise. Well, not always wise. It is wise. When you're working in a team, that both or more than one person is on the team, people should voice what they think is important. So while this was my move, at every point, you saw something that you thought was worthy of mentioning and you said it. Because if I go back to all the stages, I can think of something where I probably stayed silent and you were vocal. And I went with what you suggested because it was a good idea. You know, so if, if you're working in teams, everybody needs to understand that their voice is important, no matter whose project it is or who is the lead on the project. Because great ideas are great ideas, no matter who they come from. You know, so at every stage. Mm-hmm. And, and two, you have to remember, it's for one particular goal. For this for this move in particular, it was about getting you set up and settled in an entirely different new state. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. the purpose of the drive in the first place. Yes, right. moving the stuff, those things, those things are, it's, it's, that's like the byproduct. 
Right. Because the stuff mm-hmm. had to move regardless. Had to you move, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's a mm-hmm. byproduct. But the the goal for that particular thing was getting settled and being in a and I think that was the that was the the, the my main focus. So mm-hmm. everything else to me was yes, everything is important, but those things were the little stuff. I went into the make sure that yeah, that this had to happen and and given the fact what you said earlier made a lot of sense. The pushback. We could have gone with the East Coast energy, as you said, but mm-hmm. you have to also bear in mind this is somewhere that you're setting up and you have to live with these people exactly. in months and years to come. So you mm-hmm. want to at least go in on a level playing field at nil. You understand? Mm-hmm. You want to go in as nil. Mm-hmm. And with the the U-Haul people, I understood their situation because that tongue is very small, it's very far, and I think that they were expecting that to reach a particular time, and that's why they booked it to leave immediately. Of course, of so, course. In of all course. fairness, it was about okay, let's try and make that happen for them, and bear in mind deep. Those same guys, because you call them this week, are same some mm-hmm. people you have to, to deal with in weeks and months to come. So they exactly. remember you from that moment and they'll be like, hey, remember exactly. you, you're the whole lady, yada, yada, yada. Right. And now you're here for that. So they will treat you differently as opposed exactly. to if you had given them trouble. They could yes, have been exactly. Like, well, listen, somebody. I don't have any place to stay. I will return this when I can. Can right. I go on with that and attitude? With that kind of energy. Yeah. And on top of that, yeah. no, when you need them to do something, they can in return be like, listen, we don't have space. Or I can't exactly. do it right now. They will treat it. So because of how you dealt with them, I'm sure now they're going to be, hey, cool. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah, come over. Da, 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 we sort you mm-hmm. out. And they will be happy to help because right. each one, like I was a little upset with the realtors as well. And I said some things to you. And at the end of the day, she felt the energy. That is why mm-hmm. she then stepped up and said, listen, let me, for the sake of my name, for the sake of the business, try and see if I can turn this lime into a nice lemonade. And it's exactly what happened because the situation the night before was poor. Mm -hmm. And fast Mm -hmm. forward to 18 hours later, she was there with mop and broom in hand trying to fix the situation, which I appreciate. Yes, yes. And this is part of, of, of what we talk about when things shift, is how you view it and how you apply yourself. You two within, and this is where we speak on this in, in this platform all the time. It's about being self-aware. In every different moment, is how you deal with a situation is how the outcome is going to go, you know. Because our mm-hmm. energy Absolutely. was pure, to head down there is why it ended that way. Mm-hmm. If there was any doubt or any heaviness or any kind of anything, things would have just continued to go left. The universe lined it up that way. Mm-hmm. And then hearing those words now that it register where it was just meant to happen. That's how it was supposed mm-hmm. to be. It's like mm-hmm. not getting what you wanted when you got down there was actually a blessing another case. It was a good thing. Exactly. Exactly. Because, we, because now for me. Because mm-hmm. we were taught to believe that when things go away. We were taught to believe when things go away is bad. It's like everything the exactly. world is going to burn up. Exactly. Everything is going to burn down. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And we have to sometimes, I know it's hard, especially when it deals with, with personal stuff and relationships. Like you will be in something and it ends and you will be heartbroken. And oh my God, I hate him or I hate her. And the, but look and at the right side. It might, I can't see my way. I, oh God, I want to die. But it might actually be a blessing. That person mm-hmm. doing what they did. Mm-hmm might actually benefit you. You just don't see it in you know. 
I know every somebody, exactly. somebody listening to this going, yeah, right, I hurting and blah, 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 blah. and you don't know, you're not feeling, you don't know what we went through and you're not feeling what I'm feeling. We hear those things all the time. In death as well. When somebody dies, mm-hmm. the sadness that the mm-hmm. person who's left have to deal with cannot be remedied with words. Right. We can right, tell exactly. that person anything from now until it's up until, until that it person within home. self. Right. That person within self realize and hold on to the little things like if my dad, when my dad passed, it was sad for the family, it was sad, but I prepared myself for it and held on to the teachings, mm-hmm. to the words. All the things mm-hmm. we shared in the last three, four years before he passed. So that gave me comfort. So you have to look for the things to give you strength and give you comfort. In this particular situation with the move, it was so disappointing to get down there. You felt as though, why could, how could people do this? You're running a business. How could you not watch this place? How could you feel this is right? It is not inhabitable. I can't live here. People can't live here. Why would you do that? And you could have jumped down that road and just continued down that road. But you mash brakes and said, okay deal with that tomorrow and because of that energy mm-hmm. we, we drove past this exact house just in window shopping basically and say hey this is nice this neighborhood mm-hmm. is nice fast forward to 14 exactly. hours later we ended up in front of the same house we ended inside of the same house and you ended up with the said right. house that we parked in front exactly. of before looked at and was like oh here's right. nice <laughs> here's nice so right. things like and, that and and we drove past this house because I had seen this house on the internet for sale. And I said, I would like to get that house. But because I didn't want to buy blind, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I might not get it. And because, you, you know, also, I mean. And you, and you also said the street too. This neighborhood is a neighborhood I would like to be yes, in. Yes, yes. So it might have exactly. been that one in particular. Yes. But you said this neighborhood is something I can I can see myself here. Right. And that was that. Yes. And the universe yes. set it on a on a path where and again I feel and I honestly believe this more and more now. When you speak the right words out loud and you live the right way, it automatically mm-hmm. follows. And the move mm-hmm. and everything go leading up to that moment had to have gone that way because everything else was fine. And we're not trying yes, to say, I don't want anybody to be listening and think that we, it's all rainbows and sunshines and, and the world is nice and everything is good when you say, we know we all encounter sadness, hardships. I'm just saying, when you focus on the positive, more than likely, positive things will always follow. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, I, that's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and we just, exactly. we just relating it to you in real time. Something we literally just experienced. Mm-hmm. And it's not, okay, we didn't go to vague, um in city of vegas and win 10 million dollars on a <laughs> which might have been nice too and i would say maybe if we had stopped at a little casino on the side and played the slot he might have ended up with right. that didn't happen but it feels the same way mm-hmm. if you understand yes exactly exactly yes it does, yes, it does. it's such a good win yeah it's a it's a great feeling when you see things pan out and it work in your favor and we always have to be appreciative of even the little things you have to focus on the fact that yes, we all want big wins. You all want the best jobs. You all want to be. We all want to be financially stable. But the little wins, you must stop ignoring them. And that's a thing right. that we do. We try. We tend to get little things, and because it's not major, we try to ignore it now. But this, yeah. to me, was a major win. Yes, this yes. was a major, major win for you in leaving yes. somewhere, getting down to some other place, safe and sound, in good health, no disasters. We mm-hmm. had one literal hiccup. Which turned into the biggest blessing. Yeah, indeed. Ever. Indeed. 
The Indeed. little hiccup thing that would be the biggest. Yeah, because with all the things, remember there was one thing where they had said to me, listen, this first house didn't have a washer and dryer. And I said, okay, I'm going to get one. And I thought, okay, I'd wait until I move in to buy it. You right. know, and... Because uh, we could well, end up getting it and pack it on the truck to go down. Exactly. And then we, you would have been left with two. Exactly. You know, and then for this to turn out where this place had a washer and dryer and the landlord says, well, if you don't need a washer and dryer, I can remove it. I'm like, don't need? <laughs> You're like, what? And and the other place that we saw had no central air. We got to this one. Right. Fully loaded. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I mean, I never, and that's, that's something I, I was laughing at today too, because I say, you know, sometimes you say things and you don't, like, I couldn't understand that I would get to a point in life where central air would be absolutely necessary. I was never in that, that frame of mind. When I get to a hotel, the first thing I do is turn off the AC because it's always too cold. So I generally don't mess with AC. And now, Cut to living in a place where it's so hot that you can't function without the AC. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, listen, this AC is not going to be turned off, you know. So that, it, it just, it puts you in a space where sometimes you, you basically have to eat your words or, or, you know, sometimes as they say, you tell God your plans and God, God just laughs, you know, like you don't need AC. Ha, okay, wait, <laughs> let's think I, about that. And it's not only eating words, you know, like I, I chop it up to, to growth. When we start to grow and we start to view things differently, we humble ourselves mm-hmm. in our quiet moment. Mm-hmm. There are things that somebody might have told us. And back five, ten years ago, the arrogance or oh, you're oh, crazy. Yes. I am oh, so and so. Never happened. You're mad. Oh, you know yes. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you then, and I've, I've been learning that slowly but surely over the past three years. The pandemic helped. The pandemic humbled a lot of people by force. Of but course. if you really start to look within and look at self there are a lot of things that you would have passed by along the way or heard and ignored and now you see exactly why it was being said mm-hmm. and it's, and and for me it's like it's just like you when you said with the whole air conditioning thing it might have been a joke to say i will never and now you realize as you get older and you start to look at things from a different lens you see that hey Sometimes it's just this is not a luxury. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and you move and you move with the wave. You have to move with the wave yes. sometimes. And yes. we we as I I, I would say for I don't know, I would say for West Indian people, especially a West Indian black man, we had to fight so much. And like receiving love and receiving nice things is never easy for a black West Indian man. Because mm-hmm. we always felt as though in order to get anything nice you have to pull and fight and you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to it's always a struggle. All the struggles. Mm-hmm. So when something naturally happens that looks nice, mm-hmm. we have to kind of take our moment to process it. Absolutely. And, and that is what I have been struggling with and that is one of the things I'm, I'm, I'm growing out of and growing through and it feels mm-hmm. nice because I've never been exposed to gifts and never been exposed to little things mm-hmm. and now i'm kind of taking it in and looking at it and saying hey it's not bad yeah, <laughs> right exactly yeah it's, it's, not, not, that it's not an ulterior motive right mm-hmm. and with that energy comes and that's why I'm, i was so happy that i could have experienced the drive like for me my initial thing was when you said you're going on i was like wow that's crazy 
And then when I told everybody, yo, I'm going to help them, they're like, they look at me like, you crazy, because look at where I'm coming from. <laughs> mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. all right, I have to, you had to just basically jump in the U-Haul and drive. Mm-hmm. I had to jump on a plane. A plane, yeah. You understand? And mm-hmm. make some stops, then get mm-hmm. to then drive. Yeah. So everybody was like, yo, that is kind of crazy. But I was looking at it as, okay, one, is an experience that I know I will never have again. You're right, exactly. Two, it's helping a friend and... I wanted to be part of that journey because we get to see all these steps leading up. Because it's something neither of us will forget. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It will mm-hmm. always be a story. Fifteen years from now, we mm-hmm. will talk about. Hey, you remember when you had moved to stop in Joplin? <laughs> yeah, and you remember when we you moving to? And it will always be a conversation. Mm-hmm. So, going back to what we said at the beginning, when you when we were planning the year and you were planning year, there are things that might happen that was not jotted down on paper but it's okay to still apply it or go through it on the year journey because mm-hmm. i honestly didn't think i was going to leave trinidad to jump on a plane to then drive to the next part right. of the United of America. right because daddy and asked you that too daddy said had somebody asked you where yeah. you would have been yeah. when I'm- <laughs> really. but i am happy i did it and I'm humble to the fact that because of how it happened, it made me appreciate the little things more. Mm-hmm. Although it, it, what happened to us might appear huge to somebody else, but that moment when we pulled up at that apartment and saw what it was, looking back now, how it was handled, that's something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Because I, am, mm-hmm. I know first, sure, 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 sure. I, could, I, I tried to play it back. Like, I played it for other people. Mm-hmm. Like, my sister, Abby. Mm-hmm. You can imagine Abby pulling up to that. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Because <laughs> Abby was livid when I gave her the story. She was like, uh-huh. and they're not in the moment, but everybody exactly. else went into war mood because right. it's so unprofessional. Right. It's just, it's, and what everybody look at, why they do that? You know, if it was somebody, but you can't say that because everybody mm-hmm. jumped at it. It's because all they're black and that's why they do that. And da, da, da. if it was somebody else, it would have never happened. Da, da. We could say that and jump on that bandwagon. But how about just treating it for what it was? Mm-hmm. It was photographs that was... Dated photographs. Dated photograph. It was misinformation. Mm-hmm. And... This is and what the people I on the ground were not the ones dealing with it because no, remember the agent now was remote. And the so, agent all the way in... Um, the Philippines. Correct. And why is that even considered remote? I mean, like, you know, like how you say, oh, no, she works remote. Okay, is she down the road? Because I'm not understanding. Oh, no, she's in the Philippines. What? So, you know, those were some pieces of the puzzle that were not necessarily shared with us before we got here. But just understanding that the energy that I put out, because, you know, I basically said, listen, I'm going to stay in a hotel. And, and I could have passed on that bill to them. And I could have said, well, you guys are going to have to fix this. I could have had that attitude that I said, listen, this is really not my standard. We have to get this fixed. I will be at the office tomorrow. And that was it. You know, and I expected it to be fixed. I didn't expect all the hoops that I had to jump through. But just ending up in a place that I had looked at and wanted to purchase, ending up living in that place with a view to buying it now is, you know, completely where 
if if someone had told me that two weeks ago, oh no, you'll get to live in that house. You know, like you know, like right away, not like in a year when you think, you know, I, I would have been like, yeah, how? You know, so sometimes you don't see all the pieces moving behind the scenes for you to end up where you are. And that attitude of gratitude should always remain. You know, if you're grateful for the little things, then you'll be given big things to be thankful for. And you see it with people who actually have a lot that they need to be thankful for. They've always been grateful. For real. And if we're honest with self, there are many instances in all of our lives where something went off. And you look back and you regret that, wow, why did that go that way? And if you really walk through all these steps, it happened because of something you did. Mm-hmm. It's because you dealt with the situation poorly. Mm-hmm. Your energy towards the situation was not clean. It was not pure. It was it was half-hearted. It was sad. It was maybe a place of resentment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it allowed the particular situation to go left. Mm-hmm. And I believe that strongly now. If you treat it with things that way, the repercussions will always be negative. Yes. But when you deal with it in a nice and positive way, it might not happen on spot. Like in this particular instance, I'm happy that we can tell this story for real. Like we, we not, yes, normally exactly. I do these things. Normally I relay these stories like on my show and it's from somebody else. Yes. Like for me, experiencing it in real time is an amazing feeling. I mm-hmm. had the to be a part of it in real time so when i'm talking about it i can say hey i was there this is how it happened Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i felt exactly what we preach and what we've been preaching and all Mm -hmm. the things i've been learning i felt it in that moment so this was like a real nice wake up call for me is like a little reminder hey if you stay on this road everything you're working towards you're gonna get you'll get it exactly because it's like a little reminder so listen i'm gonna give you a little bit it's like the dangling it i'm dangling the universe Mm -hmm. saying hey like a sprinkle of some niceness here and it can get even better if you continue along the path. You understand? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all I'm telling people is don't drop the ball when it comes to doing good and being positive and working through your steps. Like you, we started the year with things that you wanted to do and don't beat up yourself if you're not getting all. Exactly. Because exactly. It's, it's, nobody said at the top of the year that you're going to get to 300. Right. If exactly. you get to four. <laughs> but but one of the things that Steve Harvey said is if you go through this list all the time, I bet you that by the end of the year you will have more than thirty of those things come off the list. Of course. And the third the third thing I have here is identify and stick to your core values. So in the moment where everything was going wrong, one of the things that I certainly did, I stuck to my core values. I did not, as we say, get outside of myself. And, you know, start behaving like a crazy person. I stuck to what I knew I should be doing, how I should deal with the situation in a nice and civil manner. You know, because you can tell people something in a couple of different ways and then they respond to you based on how you say whatever it is you felt needed to be said. But, you know, you have to think of what what are your core values when you need to stay on track? Um, and, and one of the things that you first need to do is be honest with yourself. Um, and then that will help guide your creativity, your innovation, you know, all those things. And I listened to something recently. Someone sent me a little clip, um, with, with the forever first lady, um, having an interview with, with Gail and just the first lady was in camera and she said, um, they were talking about, um, Picking people to be on your team, whether that is, and, and in her case, she was talking about a marriage and not going into 
a marriage with someone who is not her equal. And she took pains to explain that equal doesn't necessarily mean the same level of education, same level of finances or whatever, but someone who is equal in terms of values. And she did say that honesty was one of the most important ones to her because she said, I can't be on a team with someone I don't trust. And as simple as that seems, it is so foundational because in the moments when you are challenged, you have to understand that the core of whatever it is you're working on could fall apart in that one little moment based on how someone reacts to something. So putting someone under pressure, not deliberately, but if someone gets under pressure inadvertently, you can see how they respond and you can tell the, the type of character that they have. And that is important for team building irrespective of what that team is, whether it's an organization, whether it's a family unit, whether it's a work situation, you know, whatever. So understand who you are, understand what your values are and stick to those. The next thing that I have number four is use incentives for motivation. And these are things that will keep you staying on track to get to your resolutions. So using incentives for motivation could be negative as well as positive. So you could have negative motivation. So everyone has um, like a Fitbit or one of these watches that have circles that need to close, you know. And so you can be in a situation where you say to yourself, listen, I'm on this fitness journey and you find an accountability partner and you start sharing your stats with them. And But you want to stay motivated and they may or may not be on the journey with you, but you have someone who's going to ask you about it or someone when you send it to them, they're like, oh, well, you, you slacked off today. What's going on? So you can do something negative, like say to them, listen, if for three days, if I don't close these circles for three days, I'm going to send you $50. That's like negative motivation because now you're saying to yourself, I don't need to lose $50 every week. Like, what is this? So you'll work a little bit harder to get it done. Or you can say to yourself, for every week that I close every circle, I can go out to have dinner at wherever, name the place, you know, so it can be both positive and negative. So you want to be able to use motivation as use incentives to motivation. And the last one I have is seek joy first. So if you're being honest, you want to ask yourself, what brings me joy? And as you go through your list and you're writing down the things that you resolve to do for this year, and you can start now and have a plan that is from July to July of next year. Nobody says you have to start on the 1st of January or January is the start of whatever new thing you want to do. Um, so what are the things that bring me joy and how can I incorporate more of that in what I'm doing? Because if you like what you do, you probably are going to do more of it. If something seems like a burden or a chore, you know, then you're not going to put your all into it or you're not going to approach it as as um, enthusiastically as you should. So, you know, there could be things that get you to your goal that you may not necessarily have thought of in the beginning. Like, because now I knew that I wasn't going to be um, in retail and walking as much. I, I thought I had to do something about my physical fitness because I certainly I'm going into a sedentary lifestyle so I have to be able to um keep my weight where I want it and you know keep my size how I want it to be and so on 
So I figured, okay, I'll get one of these devices that'll tell me, you know, stand. And it's been quite annoying, but, you know, it'll tell me to stand and, you know, it helped me exercise and so on. Even though I have had exercise equipment for a while, sometimes you need that extra push. And I know that about myself. So, you know, that's why I started with my accountability partner and this and that, you know, because it's just something that is how I function. and, And I understand that. So, you know, knowing what are the things that could bring you joy, those are ways that you can actually get to um, figure out how you move forward. And so I have figure, figured out my fitness journey, so to speak, um, and, and what I need to do. And I was so happy today to figure out that I could use dancing and get my points in for dancing. I was so happy with that. So, you know, one never knows what are the things that you could that you could use to bring you joy. But once you figure them out, then go hard after those things because you really only get one life, you know. And so we want to make sure that you enjoy and understand the things that you could you could be working on. So, you know, I hope you you learned something from my my little story um, and, and learn from how I dealt with it. It may not necessarily be the way that you would deal with it, but understanding that there can be more than one way to deal with something that is um, something adverse that happens and you can still get an outcome that you wanted um, or you can still get an outcome that you probably did not imagine having in the exact moment, those things are possible. So, you know, we just need to make sure that we keep Having that attitude of gratitude and having the the right responses because your responses would help determine reactions and not just reactions in the material world, but we are not seeing how the universe is lining things up on our behalf. And so we, what we don't want to do is to, you know, get in and, and negate those things that are already working for us. So... Just stay in, in, stay in the good lane, you know, and, and make sure that you can attract good to you. Because I, I really do believe that if you do good, good will follow you. And you know, there are people who say, Oh, I can't catch a break. And you know, this, why do good, bad things happen to good people? Well, stop thinking those negative things. Because if you think, if, if you understand that it had to happen for you, as Taryn said earlier, then you understand, okay, I am going to go past this and get to the expected outcome. Because all we're working towards every day is an expected outcome. And we know that, you know, we often say, um, you know, if, if it doesn't work out the way that you want, then, then it's not the end. You know, when, when it gets to the end, you'll know it's the end. You know, so we just need to keep that, that uh, positivity as we go. Correct. Yes. So as 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 Amala said, hope that the conversation we kept it nice and light. It wasn't heavy, mm-hmm. but it was like I think is the kind of information that people will appreciate and understand that whatever it is you're going through, whenever you're going through it, let's go through it and mm-hmm. know that it's happening for a reason. Yeah. And, and listen, I know it's easier said than done. There are instances that people will be looking, listening, and being like, "Are you crazy?" So and so just happened. We know horrific things happen to people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially now. We know there are stories that there's so much sad stories you hear about people losing family members one after the next, or suddenly, or by an, a freak accident, and all of these things. And you have to give yourself 
the time to heal, you have to be kind to yourself. Something that we always tell people. You have to find that moment to be kind to yourself regardless mm-hmm. of what the situation is. And if ever faced it with like something similar to what we face, kind of take it and, you know, chance it into a positive. Like, ask the right questions. Don't be afraid to ask the right questions. Right, right. Be, always try and lead with love. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I say lead with love, I mean, you don't always have to be the voiceless, confrontational person in a moment. If right. you lead with love, it might just end in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. Which is what I think happened with us. We didn't treat the situation with arrogance. We treated it with respect. Mm-hmm. And we got the respect back. Hence why it ended how it ended. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as you go into this new week, um, have some perspective and, and sort of think of what are the things are you actually staying on track with your resolutions you maybe you can take them out and dust them off you know and and think of the things that we said today so create habits stay true to who you are identify and stick to your core values use incentives for motivation and really seek joy first you know start as Karen to say lead with love you know that's kind of the same thing so you want to make sure that you think about ponder on those things as you go through this new week And we are going to be back next week with another episode of Everyday Lessons Now. That is correct. We're going to be back next week for sure. And um, I thank you guys so much for being a part of it. All right. Have a great week.